That's cool for when we eventually what? open up. What's up, TIW Mafia? We're back. We are here. JP, Big Joe, that's the Irish whip. You know it. Uh, we have no idea what we're going to say before we say it. We just, yeah, what comes to mind. Spit it out. We always often talk over one another. There's been some stuff in wrestling the past couple of weeks. I haven't watched any. I'm actually planning on going to SmackDown with a couple of guys from work. I've, uh, um, I haven't watched any, but I've been keeping up on reading the articles. So, yeah, I mean, Vince McMahon. That's. $12 million in hush money paid out, and they apparently didn't hush different people. And you know what, though? They, they're so weary's in trouble, I think, is that it was uh, it was company money. Oh. So it's not a private company anymore. It's a public company. That all depends on when did it happen. So I, don't, I didn't remember seeing when it happened. Was it before? You know, before they, no. went, before they went public. So it's, you know, but he stepped down. He did the right thing. But then he, go, he comes out on TV the next week as Mr. McMahon. But he's not the CEO anymore. Right, he's, not that, he's a he's character. That character, but he's not that position. Um, See, what are you saying to me, though? Is now's a good time to buy WWE stock? I don't know. It's a good time to buy Google stock, actually. Really? Right. They're going to split twenty to one this week. Oh, all right. I'm going to put a jump on that. That's about twenty five hundred right now. I'm not going to throw names out there because I'm not affiliated. We're not affiliated with different right. places, but I know some of the the. Money apps, I'll just tell it, have the ability yeah. to buy stocks and all that. And I think we talked about the cool thing about it before is you don't have to buy one share. You can buy you a buy portion. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm in for a full share of Google, actually. Oh, that's cool. What's it, like three something now, right? 27, 2500, something like that. When it splits, it'll go down to about 100, 150 a share. I mean, we can talk stocks. That's boring. No, yeah. Um, Anthony Green. Yeah. The alternate. Or as I like to say, there is no alternative. AG has busted his behind since he was a 12-year-old kid. Um, showing up at for any CW, asking what he can do right off the bat. Um... There wasn't a whole lot. He was a chubby little kid. You know, we'd let him help a little with the ring, and they'd have him make some signs and hold signs up in the audience and stuff like that. He's been a part of this since he's he was a, 12 years he's old. He's a good uh, paper hanger. He, um, you know, then he became a referee. And the whole time he did that, if you asked him how he was, he would say, I'm all good. And the reason being... Because he was gonna knew he was gonna become all good Anthony Green at some point. Yeah. And he did that and he then called every shot he made. You know, he said, Okay, I'm gonna do this. Okay, I talked to so and so and they told me if I wanna make it to WWE I have to become a top indie guy. So I'm gonna become a top indie guy now, JP. Mm-hmm. Well what do you mean? You can't just say that. He's like, No, no, watch and <laughs> And he did. He he became, that was uh, the retrosexual or retro AG. And he he took off with that. And part of that gimmick was wearing a fake Riviera steak jacket. Yeah. But he always lived that 
thing. He he didn't just say it, he lived it. Yeah. And his gimmick showed up and he was the one wearing what were they called Zubas? Yes. In the ring. He was actually sponsored by Zubas. Really? For a little bit. That's nice. He got a he got a cut if anyone used his promo code. Nice. And and with him too, and like he didn't he didn't be he wasn't like yeah, I'm gonna make it to the WWE someday. I'm gonna, oh, I'm no, gonna do but this. He's like, All right, I'm gonna do th- get to yeah, there. and this is how this is exactly. It wasn't just I'm gonna do it, it's I was gonna do it. Here are the steps I gotta take. And, and when you think about it, going back fourteen he, to fifteen years, he was telling us that stuff then. <laughs> yeah. Back when we were internet radio, no one knew what a podcast was till a few years later. Right. And I did talk to him before he left for Japan. He's working for Corn Hall. Nice. He's wrestling all the big venues out there for for pro wrestling Noah, which you know, me and him were talking. I'm like, that's how Eddie Edwards got his start. Yeah, you know, like not that AG's getting his start. Like he's been to the the you know close to the top of the hill already. Have to send him money to get me a t-shirt. He's got another run. He and I said that to him, and he said, I don't know. So he may not want WWE. I, I, I don't know, and I don't want to put words in his mouth. I'm going to wait till we get him here. Knowing Anthony, and this is me saying this, not him, not putting words in his mouth. He wants to be at the top, that's, and that's it. You know, right? If when he's his so, cat takes him to the top of WWE, so be it. Yeah. So top of the Indies, so be it. Here's the thing: as an independent guy, if he takes off in Japan, that's you nice. can make your career in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, he's lucky in the fact that he's still with Ava Everett. You know, they're yeah. still together. Where she's in the wrestling business, and she understands the travel and's a part of it. And she does her own bit of travel. Like they yeah. both live down in Florida, so yeah. she's up here a lot. He's all over the place. So, like, she understands it, whereas a normal wife, like, if me or you did that, well, if you did that. Yeah, it's tough. You know, like, it would put a strain on your significant other. I mean, I, I, I did that in a fashion, excuse me, that you know about. Right. And it did, as you know, it put, Yeah. you know. So. But, so I understand that fully. You know, and, uh, like, I, I, I love AG. I'm so proud of him. And the fact that I actually, because sometimes it's hard to get in touch with him. Yeah. He's busy. The, I got to talk to him the, uh, a couple of days before he left and tell him I was proud of him. And, you know, it was like a, I don't want to say like a father-son, but sort of like an uncle-nephew type of thing. Like a coming-of-age type story. You know. It's like, you know. And to have watched him from step one to, yeah. you know, he's not done yet. There's still a it, few it, steps left. Thinking back to when we had, he, he came on the show for a brief moment back in the day, to that squeaky-voiced little kid yeah. cutting promos. That was spot on. Yeah. To now seeing him off to Japan, it is like that uncle moment, like you said. Yeah. It it has that. There is a there is more than a friendship between the show and him. Uh, mostly you, because you've been around him more. I have my little hiatus with, with everything, but it's it's heartwarming to see yeah. if somebody worked that hard and for something get some and success. get it. Right. You know. Right, and that's it's so cool, and like. We'll come back to him later on today, too. Hey, guys, listen. Growing up as a kid, man, Saturday mornings, you had your cartoons, you had your pro wrestling on, and what made that better than a nice bowl of cold of cereal with that ice-cold milk in it? Uh, this is being brought to you today by Magic Spoon Cereal. 
it comes in a um, variety. They have a variety of flavors: cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. You can mix and match. Like you put the peanut butter with the cocoa. I highly recommend it. It's like eating a peanut butter cup. This is the the pack has zero grams of sugar, thirteen to fourteen grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs. Only one hundred forty calories in a serving. It's keto friendly, gluten free, grain grain free, soy free, and low carb. It's uh the the it's delicious. This it tastes just like the name brand cereals um that have sugar and are loaded with all the bad stuff for you. It's just a lot better for you. So it tastes exactly like the regular cereal. It's super nutritious. It's delicious, but super healthy cereal that really brings joy to your mornings or afternoons or evenings or nights, let's face it. A bowl of cereal is good anytime. So if you go to www.magicspoon.com slash irish to grab a variety pack and try it today and be sure to use our promo code irish at checkout and you save five dollars off your order that's magicspoon.com slash irish and use promo code irish at checkout and magic spoon is so confident in their product it's backed with a hundred percent happiness guarantee so if you don't like it for any reason they'll refund your money no questions asked Remember to get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash irish and use the code irish to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Something else in New England wrestling that happened this week, and I'm going to bring him up because he's been brought up on the show recently, um, was there was allegations made from a, a pro wrestler named Brad Cashew, who was a, a chaotic New England Pro Wrestling Academy uh, graduate chaotic wrestling. Uh, Brad's a Brad's one of the pretty boys in wrestling. You know, one of the body guy has a body to him. Um, and he put out uh, a statement on Twitter the other day about Johnny Vegas. Who Johnny Vegas is a longtime New England veteran. Uh, he moved out of the area recently, so he's not around as much. Uh, but he, like Johnny, was in charge of the beginner ring at uh, Chaotic at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, Chaotic Wrestling School, uh, back when Brian Fury had it. Oh yeah, that's Brad. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I just make sure yeah. I recognize him. I, I recognize him. Yeah. So Brad basically said, like, you know, you would go to shake Johnny's hand, and Johnny would hold your hand a little bit longer. Johnny would make a comment about your body and your abs and different things like that. That was uh, inappropriate-ish. Yeah, and it's that's probably um, and inappropriate. Like it made. It's, uh, here's the thing: is right now, especially in this world, if you make someone uncomfortable, it's inappropriate. Yep. Doesn't matter what you um, say. Or you can say something, and one person in that group. It's uncomfortable. There it is. But like, what I'll say is this: is the way New England Pro Wrestling came around. So he went to, I, I, and I'll leave their names out because I don't know this. This is all part of Brad's statement, which is on Twitter. Um, he went to one of the other trainers and said, "Hey, this is what happened," and um, Johnny was asked to leave the school. Johnny went to a show that. Johnny Vegas happened to be on and went to the booker and the booker sort of dismissed it 
And then he went to one of the owners, and the owner was like, okay, and they got him out, off of the show. And But then he was brought into a different school. Um, and so everyone at this point is like, we had no idea, you know. And rightfully so. They probably didn't. Uh, because Brad's the one that's coming out about this. Brad's the one that has told all these people about this, and the first time he told them, they fixed it. The one exception was the booker from APW was also a trainer at a school and brought Johnny in for a training session and took pictures and stuff like that. And um, the school not didn't know. Yeah. You know, the school owners, uh, this, uh, so this was um, the school that Mike Hollow's at now, actually. Okay. And I'm sure Mike didn't know, and I'm sure I know Scott Reed didn't know who Scott's the owner, and um, they addressed it immediately. Once they heard, they issued their statement. You know, yeah, and that's the downside and to a lot of things like this, where an innocent. It just sucks because Johnny, so Johnny Vegas, uh, he played John. He was on W. He did WWE TV once or twice. He actually played John Cena's gym teacher in one episode. He Kidding. had, a, he had a, a huge personality, um, and that's what he was. He wasn't a. He was a great. He was a good wrestler, and actually, Brad said that in a statement. Like every time you watched his show, you watched him wrestle. You watched. You got a lesson on crowd control, on crowd involvement, uh, which makes it tough because it's a guy that. He, he weighed about 90 pounds soaking wet, and he's about 60 years old. Yeah, but he knew his but stuff. But he could still ring. go and could still entertain a crowd. But there's just no place for that. You know, like, yeah. um, who was the, like the Joey Ryans. Okay. Joey Ryan, a.k.a. Um, the guy that did the suplex by grabbing a male's private pot. That was how, you know. Yeah. Like, he, uh. So somebody saw him at his new job. Uh, at, I don't know if it was a new job or not, because he hasn't really been around pro wrestling a lot because he got blackballed on a lot. There was a lot of stuff that came out on him. Creepy. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a lot of stuff that came out on him, and he uh, so he got sort of blackballed from wrestling. And he... <laughs> He then went and got a job at the most magical place on earth, and I'll leave it at that. Jesus. Um, leading um, a jungle ride, a jungle cruiser. And somebody took pictures of him and put it out there and uh, was like, geez, you know, you get blackballed for wrestling, and the person gave the allegations. And I guess he's now no longer with with the most magical place on earth. Oh, yeah. yeah, so... Joe just put a picture out, uh, put a, showed me a picture, and this is really cool. And it's Booker T in a ring for Reality of Wrestling. Yep. And he's wearing the Harlem Heat gear, like the original yep. Harlem Heat gear from back the Back in 90s. the ring. He showed up 57 years old and jumped back in the ring. But he's been, so he's done stuff for Reality of Wrestling. Yeah. It's the gear he's wearing. That's the big thing. That's the Harlem Heat. That's his Harlem Heat gear. Is, now, what's happening next, though, is what, you, what we're in store for. I don't know. What does he have up his sleeve? I mean, him and his brother are friends. Yeah. 
I mean, this brotherhood, you know, they didn't talk for a long time, but they're talking again. Oh, yeah. Let's see. But getting back to the other thing real quick, jump back, I want to say what I don't like about th- that type of incident is that the innocent people who, oh, I haven't booked in the show, I haven't heard it yet, but he goes on right. my show, then it comes out, and now my show is blacklisted. Right. You know, I, I just I just hate that stuff. Right. So you get canceled because you were associated with it, but you had no idea that exactly. the allegations were you there. Know. Yeah, and that's, I, I mean, it's serious. It's It really is. Like, you're in a, because with pro wrestling, you're in the ring with somebody. You're not just recording. Like, me and you... We can say what we want. We're just recording words. Yeah. Like, words might sting. Words might hurt. But when you're in pro wrestling, when you're talented, when you're in the ring, when you're a wrestler, your life and the life of your opponent is in your hands. There has to be a trust like no other. A trust, and there has to be the trust and... and the trust for that, for ha- having your body, but then there's the trust no. to know you're going to help me tell my story as I'm going to help right. you tell yours. If you don't have that, if you have that little bit of eh, it's not going to work. That's, yeah, we, I mean, it's, and, and like I said, like I've known Johnny for a couple of years. To say hello, not know him, know him, but I would have never guessed this. Like there was a lot of people that on Facebook that did the whole subtle Facebook thing and saying I hate pro wrestling today. It yeah. was because of that. Um, and because it's believable. Like, the, like why would a person, why would a wrestler put the allegation out there knowing he's risking his career, you know, saying it, if it comes back that it's not true? Yeah. And it, it could be, it could come down as simple as something as, that's just the way I. Yeah. That's or that's just the way I do it. I I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm sorry. You know, but yeah. sorry's not enough sometimes. Yeah, I'm gonna actually see if I can pull pull it up, and I'll read the statement. Uh, I know I saw it earlier, so just bear with me for a second. Yeah, it, it's this whole situation and any other situations that come around that world need to be tiptoed through with a fine tooth comb because somebody hears a rumor and pushes it one way and then so- and then someone takes it you know it's a whole game of telephone you know i tell one person he tells two people they tell two people next thing right. you know it's more than that and he's everything else and i don't want to say nothing here cuz i don't want us to get involved in that right. game so here's this is Brad uh, Brad Cashew, it's, if you want to read it, it's at Cash. It's, uh, his Twitter is at It's Cashew Time. Um, I started training as a pro wrestler when I was 19. At the time, one of the trainers at my school was a man named Johnny Vegas. He worked with the beginners. He was an older man, graying hair, quick-witted, and seemed like someone worth listening to. While he didn't look much like a wrestler, he had a lot of charm and charisma. And he knew how to command a crowd. His matches were always a master class in crowd interaction. I liked Vegas' work, but I didn't like saying hi to him. As a 19-year-old rookie, I knew the etiquette was to shake hands with the old vet, with the veterans. And I followed it. Every time I'd shake Vegas' hand, he'd hold it a little too long and maintain eye contact. Often he'd make a comment like, strong grip, but I know what you use that hand for. Or, 
You must use that hand a lot. How often? Every day, twice a day? Then he'd let it sorry, then he'd let it sign then he'd let the silence hang and hold the eye contact. Sorry, I was switching down pages there, so uh, a little longer. I figured he was just trying to joke around and be friendly. It was weird hearing masturbation jokes from someone my dad's age, but I figured that it must be normal here. I brought my brother to a class. He was also 19, and in the car ride home, I asked him how the night went. He said that Vegas told him to wear tight underwear to class and that maybe a jock strap would be good. My brother hadn't asked Vegas about what kind of workout clothes to wear. Vegas just came up to him and out of the blue said that. Interestingly, Vegas had told me the same thing when I started, and totally unprompted. It was like I'd asked him about what I should wear to class. He just came came up to me while I was waiting for my turn to do a drill and told me that and told me to think about wearing a jockstrap. I started to notice which students got more of Vegas' attention. Under 21, handsome, in shape. Overweight of bigger guys were ignored. Women were ignored. But if a good-looking young guy walked in, Vegas was on him like glue. His comments were uncomfortable, but I thought they were harmless. I figured he was no other guy that had some queer feelings and probably grew up in a time where he felt he had to hide them. I pitied him for it. I thought he could have been a a lot happier if he was born 20 years later. Unfortunately this was his way of dealing with his feelings. But I figured it was harmless and as far as for my personal experience it was. He never touched me inappropriately or tried to manipulate me into something that made me uncomfortable. I was away from pro wrestling for a few years while I finished college, grad school, and started a career. I came back in early 2019, and the wrestling school was largely the same. Vegas still trained the beginners. He still gave me the long, weird handshakes and eye contact and masturbation jokes, and it seemed even more apparent how much attention is given to his type of students. I just lost my place completely. There we go. I remember one day we had an 18-year-old kid sign up who had muscles, was lean and handsome. Vegas practically followed him around all class. I'd seen a lot of kids sign up around then, and Vegas gave this kid more attention than all the others combined. I casually talked about it with other students. A student who was 18 at the time said he thought it was weird but didn't think much more of it. This is going to take me a second because it sort of skips around on the way his uh, thing is. One of the multiple tweets type Yeah, thing. he said when he came to sign up, he would brought a male friend with him in Vegas, made some comments about the friend's body, said he could tell the kid was a baseball player, something about his legs. The friend thought it was weird for some strange old man he doesn't know to talk about his body. But again, we figured it was harmless, probably just working out. Something else that I noticed was that as soon as I started getting on shows and acting more confident at the school, Vegas stopped giving me attention. No more masturbation jokes, no more creepy handshakes. It was like once I walked around with confidence and became good friends with the active wrestlers and higher up people at the school, he knew to back off. My friend had the same experience. 
but we noticed how much sorry um, how much more he dialed dialed it up around new kids that signed up it's like he knew how to go after the youngest most impressionable and least confident people then he talks about COVID happening and the school shutting down there's um in the months that followed I'm skipping down a lot like he's He's sort of thrown out of the school at this point. Um, in the months that followed, more stories emerged. Former students brought up stories of at shows, at dinner, and after sh- after stories at shows, at dinner and other cl- after classes. Turns out a lot of people noticed the, s- the stairs and handshakes. I learned that Vegas had offered students money to do customs with them. A custom is like, uh, I want you to wear this and wrestle. And a lot of a lot of the wrestlers have done it over time, but it's very much in the homosexual category for the most part. Um, he was willing to pay for foot fetish stuff done to him. This is not an attempt to kink shame, and I think there's nothing wrong with reaching out to a consenting adult who might be interested in that. I could have it could have been inappropriate if the advances were persisted. Or have tried to leverage his status as a, a veteran or a trainer to compel someone, but as far as I knew, that didn't happen, except for the time it did. A few months after this, Chase, who was the owner of KOF New England Pro Wrestling Academy at this point, uh, Chase Del Monte, received a private a private message from a foreign. St- I can't read. Former student. Former student, not foreign student. That would be. That would be like what AJ is now. Yeah. Over Japan, he's like a foreign student. A private message from a former student. I'm going to keep some of the details vague in order to protect the, this person's identity. Years prior, this person signed up. Yeah, we got to skip to it next tweet. <laughs> Twitter, can we tweet longer, please? Uh, he was 16 years old. Johnny Vegas took a liking to him. Vegas said he was good, but needed to put in extra work. If he wanted to be better, Vegas told the kid that... If he ever wanted to be on shows, he'd need to um, come practice at the school with them privately, one-on-one. Oh, and don't tell the other trainers because they'd get mad at you, kid. They wouldn't think it's they wouldn't think it's fair you're getting extra ring time outside of class. You need to keep it a secret. Same sounds like the same thing about the the Catholic Church and yeah. the gym teachers and all that. So even, same story, different uh, different. Uh, this is, and I'm reading. I'm, I'm reading this word for word. I did skip sections that didn't pertain just for time. But this yeah. is Brad Cashew's words on Twitter. You guys can go on at it's Cashew time and read the whole statement. Uh, Vegas manipulated the 16 year old kid to come to private sessions at the school. At these sessions, he made the kid wrestle him barefoot. He made him practice spots. With foot kissing, he made him practice holding someone in a pile driver position. He spanked him. He did this to a kid, an underage minor. All that kid wanted to do was be a wrestler. But this perverted, disgusting creep took advantage of that and used it as an opportunity to fulfill his sexual fantasies. He used his power and influence to prey on underage students. And while this is the only story I've heard that goes this far, it's probably not the only time it happened. At this time, Vegas had moved to Florida 
and then that, that's like we already talked about. Yeah. Um, and then they went to different shows, and he had gotten removed. So, I mean, that's a serious allegation. Absolutely. Especially so, I, I actually forgot about the part with the 16-year-old. You know, like, now my and only trouble thinking is, what's the timeline of so, when the 16-year-old, was it like, is he not 35? You know what I'm saying? I can almost explain a lot of the other stuff. Yeah. The look in someone in the, the eyes when you, you know, saying they, so maybe he held the hand a little too long. But he looked you in the eyes and shook you. That hand. could be intimidation, maybe. The, telling you, you come to my school. Class, he's the beginning trainer. Yeah. You know, so maybe I, I, I know wrestlers. I know way too much about some of my friends who wrestle. Like I know some of them wrestle in dongs or underwear because it helps keep things where they're supposed to be. So yeah. maybe that's what he was doing with the jock strap. There's no excuse for that 16-year-old stuff, though. You can't yeah. explain that away. And you're only teaching him And again, him if you him, make someone uncomfortable, you did it wrong. But then and you're teaching him only those moves that get you in that position. Right. The, the kissing the feet and the spanking the kid. And yeah. And holding like, it in a pile driver. Yeah. It, it's very uh, disturbing, Yeah, to be honest. And it's... And again, this it, is someone who... And this isn't the first time someone in wrestling that I got along with to a point did something creepy. Yeah, and it's and I and I'm sure I can probably speak to for you on this with this. It's somewhat enraging. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you get to oh, that point yeah. where it's like, wait, like you, we were in the same circle, and you get now, right? You break that circle, and it's not only that, but me and you also understand what it's like when someone else brings heat to your circle. Yes, you know, like uh, so. About a year ago, Pro Wrestling went through the Speaking Out, the Me which Too was movement. their version of the Me Too. Yep. And, the, like, is this going to bring that up again? Like, we, we addressed that, and we addressed that actually with all we brought. Eric, uh, we brought Ebony Blade on, Eric yep. Anderson, uh, a lawyer and a former pro wrestler. Yep. To talk about that and the legalities of it and where it can go and if it's... Mm-hmm. criminal activity and what wave is cover and stuff like that. Are we going to have to do that again? And it, like to me looking at it, it it depends there's that fine line. Like am I going to shake your hand and hold and hold mm-hmm. it long and give you that extra squeeze and look in your eyes as that intimidation as teacher to student. You want me no, you want to come to my class does, well, how did he do it? Or did I, he tickle his hand, you right. know? One of my best conversations with uh, Ross Foreman Impact Pro Wrestling's PR guy was, uh, we were talking about getting some talent on from Impact, and he said, you cannot talk about this, speaking out. I said, listen, I gave it the 10 minutes it was addressed to, I got a lawyer on the show, and we talked about the legalities of it. And he just went, oh. Like, yeah, 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 we got a lawyer on, a real lawyer. (laughs) You can look him up. Pass the bar and everything. You know? And he was like flabby. He he never dealt with us again. Yeah, because he's afraid. He, screw Ross Foreman. Well, he's he's afraid of us I, being. I legit. blow a bridge up. I blow a bridge up. I'm yeah. blowing that bridge up. I love some of the guys that impact. Eddie Edwards, good friend. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, well, he's with that company. We'll probably never be able to come on the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. other companies. Bigger companies, and we're not going to say which ones. Yep, might be opening up to the show though. Yeah, um, that's my 
all the stuff know. that's going wrong in my head kind of got pushed to the side when I was told that. Yeah, so uh, th- there's been some conversations this week, and uh, they're pretty good ones. Yeah. Um, I just hope the conversation continues. Oh, yeah. No, you it know? will. It will. With who, you know. Yep. There'll be follow-up to that. Yeah. And uh, I'm satisfied with that. I'm happy, like, to get these companies. Some So for people who don't know, like, when you're dealing with a television company like an Impact or uh, AEW or, God, like, WWE, you know, you don't just go to the talent. Yeah. you got to jump through a few hoops. you got to go through PR. you got to get credentialed. And they're not um, going to just be like, oh, you're the show, this one here, you go. Right. They're going to listen. They're yeah, going to go back you, and listen to you and you, see what you, how you treated them. Because they yep. know WWE, for example, is a young audience. Yep. You know, Are you going to be up there dropping F-bombs and things like that right. on your radio? They're going to be like, you're an instant no. They want to know how you treat your, your guests right. and mm-hmm. how, you, how you carry yourself on the air. Right. And you and I, I feel we do very well. Yeah, we don't, you know, we don't curse often anymore and... Unless it's in the heat of something. Right. You know, but at that point, like, I'm sorry, we're Irish from Southie. That happens. <laughs> yeah. That's, now, what else has been going on? Um, it's been a couple of weeks. It's been a couple of weeks. We um, needed a break, guys. Sorry. So please welcome us back. We did, there was a mental health break, but... I was away. Yeah. I went on vacation last week. Um, was sitting on the beach all week. It was beautiful. Drinking beers, drinking rum, drinking whiskey. Well, I was at the vet with Tin, who had bloody diarrhea. And if you those who don't know who Tin is, he's my Great Dane service dog. For brace and mobility. For brace and mobility. That's and from when I hurt myself in the military. Yes. Joe's a very disabled, very vet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> thankfully Tin's better now. Yeah, Tin likes you better too. Tin, me and Tin got a good relationship. Oh yeah, but he knows. He knows who I am. He, he comes to me. Knows I got the cookie. <laughs> the tins are spoiled and a service dog. Like I didn't think. Um, yeah. Service dogs were supposed to get spoiled. He's spoiled, but I trick him a lot at home. When I'll I'll go over to where the treats are next to the fridge, but I'll pull out an ice cube and give it to him. He thinks he got a treat, and he just chooses an ice cube. That's yeah. And a lot of times, if I run, run low on treats, I only have one. I'll give it a tin. He'll crunch it all up. The pieces will fall, and he go relieve it. I, so I just remember the day. Because of his food alley, his food sensitivities, we'll say, that you went and bought him a bag of goldfish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like was that that was that um when we went to the MMA show, right? It was really recently. That or here, yeah, yeah. They run again. I think October twenty first or September twenty first. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for uh, that. So when I was away, the you know when you go in a hotel now, a lot of hotels. While the guest is there, no longer have like maid service. They only do it when the room is being changed. So when yeah. you check out and someone else is checking in. But they have someone, th- this hotel had a guy named Vlad from, I think, Brazil. Like a concierge type thing? He was, well, he was a guy that ran towels to the rooms and stuff. Okay. And my parents talked to him because my mother asked for like four towels every day to make sure she had plenty. And, uh,. He was an MMA fighter, so I was trying to talk to him. And I said, oh, I said, you ought to look up Combat FC. He's like, I only hear 90 days, and then I go to my country and fight. And that was it. Like, he comes here, works for 90 days, and goes home. Well, you could get him on. Did you? <laughs> well, you know his name. Yeah, that was it. Just Raul? Vlad. Vlad. 
from Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. So if you find Vlad from Brazil, you can get him on. We can't even get Tim from Tim's MMA on. I know. I'm going to email him again. But, yeah, so... Uh, and I did tell Joe Kev that I would do security this time around, so... That's it's, cool. Yeah. And now if, if it's more time, you know, I can probably do some type of security, but not... Right. I'm not going to be in the ring, or I don't really want to do crowd work, if, if you know what I mean. Right. Check tickets or something. Yeah. Oh, although now I don't know, because the... the so I've done security, and I want to say this. Joey Cav runs a very tight ship. And uh, there's never been an incident at his shows until last the last show where there was the one fight in the stand with the kid who... Yeah. You know, like we all wanted to bash this kid because he was showing off for a... They, he was being held by a female cop while the other cops broke up a fight, broke up the rest of the fight, and he started showing off until one of the male cops grabbed him by the back of the collar. And yeah, he was puffing his chest to the to someone. He thought he was bigger, and then all of a sudden he got snatched up by the neck, and he yeah. didn't know what, what way. Uh, no. One no. thing I did notice is um, the door didn't open up very easily. No, no, no. It took two tries. Yeah, two tries. <laughs> You know, and it was opened with this gentleman. You know, and I know in the day in the day of police brutality and all that stuff, as an eyewitness to it, he to they what? didn't smash his face to the door. To what? To that? Oh, to, I don't know. All right, I yeah. didn't see anything. <laughs> Joe's ra- randomly like showing I, I'm pictures. Google- Joe, Joe's on a dating app right now, looking up guys named Vlad <laughs> from Brazil. Like he's swiping right on all of them. Well, you know, maybe if we go down to Brazil and you know take the show on the road, and I don't think I'd come back though, because not by choice. Brazil, <laughs> yeah. I'll be down. I'll be in the Dominican Republic in January. I get my friend Vinny, who's from Brazil, that I worked with. I'm going to email him if he knows any MMA fighters from Brazil. Name Vlad. Name Vlad. I'm going to text him now. That might not have even been Brazil, to be honest. It was definitely. But I was up at Hampton Beach, which is so amazing. It's such an amazing place. Like, if you've never been to Hampton Beach up in New Hampshire, if you want to feel better about yourself, that's where you go. Like, you can go on the beach down there, and you can get sun, and it's pretty normal people. Although, I had a proud sun moment on the beach. I'll explain in a second. All right. But if you walk along the boardwalk there, I guarantee you will feel better about yourself with some of the people. that Like, it's a real honky-tonk type of place. Yeah. Sort of redneck, white trash. Next to the Penny Arcade. There, there is an arcade there. Like the ones so, you, you shoot the... We're sitting on the beach, and there were these two kids next to us, probably 12, 10, between 10 and 12. And there were bigger kids, and they were either Puerto Rican or Samoan with big bushy hair. And my mother says, JP, don't they look like the wild Samoans? <laughs> my mother's never watched wrestling a day in her life. But she knows who the Wild Samoans are because of the Young Rock. Well, that's the thing. Like she never, or or even she never it was watched straight, straight wrestling. Strictly because of the Young Rock. Well, but even maybe strictly back in the day when you were a kid, she was on you. you know? Strictly because of the Young Rock. I'm gonna have to watch that. And they really did look like the Wild Samoans, <laughs> which was the funny part. Again, I don't know if they were. They were definitely like some either um, Polynesian or some sort of. 
Hispanic descent, I'd say. Yeah. Just from looks, but you can't really tell nowadays. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they have the bushy hair. They have the big, you know, the long sort of, like, not Afro-y hair, but Just kind long, of wild. bushy, yeah. Mm. It was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh-oh. I can see that. But, uh, and again, with it, um, I'm going to be going up to, at the end of the month, we'll probably talk about this next week, yeah. too, I'll be going to a convention, a Comic-Con in Connecticut called Terrificon. It'll be at the Mohegan Sun Casino. It'll be, uh, it's a three-day convention. Um, and I, f- I should have looked it up before I started talking about it. Yeah, I mean, um, there it is. Hold on a second. I'm I'm going to get you the dates in a sec. It's um, when you go, when you meet the tag team, ask them what EYFBO stands for. Once I mean, say that again. I already forgot the it. Tag but, team, led Santina and Joel. Uh, Ask, you have to tell me that again. Let me know Ask what them is? what EYFBO stands for. EYFBO. That was their old tag team when they were in Beyond. Ah, okay. And it was enjoy your effing off. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, Terrific Con will be at Mohegan Sun Casino. It's July 29th to 31st. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event. Some of the actors and, and celebrities won't be there all day, but if you come and see the... It's, it's a good adventure. And I know Mitch Halleck. You can check him out on... Facebook and all that stuff. It's terrific. It's, it's going to be a good time. And you'll see me there. If you see me, if you know what I look like, come up and say hi. Just shout Joe. Yeah. I'll be the one with the giant uh, Great Dane. That's. Now, yeah. you know, I know you said some voice actors and guys, I have no idea who they are. But for those who do, you do, and that's cool. But, I mean, I know who Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, does. Does. Uh, Three wrestling names there, and one everybody knows. If you're a fan of wrestling, you know this bird's like you just said, Dustin Rhodes. Not if you don't follow him now, you know the legacy of the family. Right. Uh, the other one is, like you said, Santana and Ortiz. Ortiz, yep. And no. then the, the one other one is uh, from, I believe she's from an AEW now. I'm not sure. She might still be on the indies, but Abaddon. Check her out. Her. Her gimmick, her character looks amazing. No idea who she is. Yeah, but I'm a follower of, like I said, the dark arts, but I'm interested in it to watch. You watch and Supernatural. You, you watch a soap opera. I, 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 You're I, I, not into the dark arts. You're into a soap opera. No, but I, it interests me, so I'll, I'll read about it. So yeah. I did, and it's cool. It's a soap opera. It kind of is. It's a soap opera. It kind of is. These of our lives. <laughs> My friend Vinny from Brazil says no idea why. So I don't even know why. There you go. But yeah, so that's I mean the terrific one. That's a good opportunity for you to get back into the conventions too. Yeah, I just need it. It's, it's like right now. It's just once I cut my teeth again in it, and I'm off and running. Oh. And I'm exhausted. I got a PlayStation 5 this week, so I've been up all night playing uh, PGA 2K. I'm exhausted because I take a lot of meds every day. I also work. I take a lot of meds every day. No legit prescriptions, nothing crazy. You know? Legit. Yeah, like prescriptions. Uh, Not salty prescriptions, real prescriptions. (laughs) Now, I mean, what else? I don't even know what else is going on. No, it's it's you said with Joey Cavs uh, show coming up. Yeah. 
Uh, September, October. I'm sure yeah. Joey will be back on. We'll talk more about that again. In the, in, yeah, there's the card. When more info comes available. Uh, the, I'm exhausted. As the card becomes, yeah. Um, thing with Joey is Joey's used the same card maker, the same matchmaker the whole time. Uh, this guy, Rick Calderon, great matchmaker. Um, we saw some interesting ones. And it's all part of UFC Fight Night. So not UFC fight, not UFC fight pass, sorry. So like if you can't get to Wilmington, if you get UFC fight pass, you can sign up and watch it still. Most if not all. Tin loved it. Tin had a good time. Tin, Tin was, you got nervous. Tin had a blast. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was, to me, it was just the sound. The loudness. I didn't have his his earmuff thing, but Tin had a blast. Tin he was did. by me the whole time. Well, that's what I, I don't understand. I he under the table. He was closer to you, that's even though I had the treats. Yeah, you know. Oh, I said we the magic that. word. You had to get to hang out with someone like Pat. You know, like yeah. Pat Dillon was there. Pat's in Philly right now. We met a bunch of other people. You know, yeah. some, like you met some old faces. Yeah, yeah. Charlie Flaherty. Charlie's an old boxing. Old salty boxing guy. Oh man, that's. Well, we gotta get to we gotta get to an independent show again. I have a guy in work, right? One of the guys I work with that's going to SmackDown. I'm super excited for this kid. He's in his thirties, right? Has been a huge wrestling fan his whole life, his entire life. Like he'll come into work and tell me, like literally, "Hey JP, I fell asleep last night listening to the Million Dollar Man's theme song." Like, seriously. Yeah. That's a conversation that's happened. Right. Or he'll come up and say something about, like, South Sincere or some random, like, jobber, you know? Yeah. And he knows them all. SmackDown this month is his first ever live event. Really? To yeah. be that dedicated. And he's lived in he's lived in Boston his whole life. And back in the day, Boston was a heavy market for every WWE because being cycled. them out of Connecticut, we, it was everywhere. They cycled in and out all the time. Yeah, you, so. were, you were at the Garden or you were at uh, Lowell Auditorium. Yep. You know, and then they even went down and the Cape Cod Melody Tent. So, super excited for them. It's me and two guys named Ray. RJR. What's RJR? I know The name, it's you, you, Ray... But what's our JR mean? The initials. It's your it's your triple threat tag team. Or you could be junior or no. I'm tired too. <laughs> All right. It's been an hour. We've been here. It has been. Tins down there licking his privates. Not privately. No. Loud and <laughs> squishy. All right, so uh Hey, everyone. We'll see you next Tuesday.